You're listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. I'm Garrett Magby, the website manager for the communications department here at the IPHC. And today I have pastor of student ministries at Whitnell Pentecostal Holiness Church, Stephen Jones. And uh, we're here to talk to him a little bit about um, what he does and uh, about student ministry. Stephen, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Garrett? I am doing great. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for letting me come by and talk with you before you... He's got a flight coming up here in a little while, so we're uh, we're getting this interview in right before the flight, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. I'm glad to do it. It's an honor to be able to work with you guys. I've really enjoyed being out here with you. Well, we've enjoyed having you. Um, now, tell me this. Uh, go ahead and give uh, our listeners a little bit of backstory and... Um, lead into kind of what you're doing now uh, in the student ministry. Okay, uh, I uh, am a graduate of Emmanuel College, graduated class of 2002. Um, I went into full-time ministry uh, right after college, and then uh, I actually went on to pursue a master's degree in 2004 and graduated from Gordon-Conwell in 2008 uh, with Master's Divinity. Uh, I've served three churches during my tenure. I served the Fountain of Life Church in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, and then uh, I was at Stanley Pentecostal Holiness Church in the Cornerstone Conference for four years, and then I've been at Whitnall now for seven years. Oh, wow. My primary responsibility at Whitnall is uh, I am the pastor of student ministries, and that covers middle school, high school, and 20-somethings. Um, so that's that's what I'm doing now. And then some of the things that I do kind of on the side is that I am involved at our conference-level Discipleship Ministries Council, uh, heavily involved with Camp Day Spring and um, some other side things. Also, I am, uh, more importantly, the husband to Mandy and the uh, father of Nate Jones. So those there are, you go. Most that, important job right there. <laughs> that is the most important job. Yes, sir. That's that's and that's where I am. That's a that's a full plate for me right now. That's a full plate for you. It sounds like it. that's quite a bit now. Now, and when we first met, we met back in um, I would say two thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere sure. in that area. Um, and we were you were of course the director of uh, you mentioned earlier Camp Day Spring. At the time, you were running the camp. Um, I was running the recreation. If Joel Bowles is listening, Joel, I didn't mean that. Joel Bowles. Oh, that's right. Joel Bowles was running the camp. You were doing the recreation. Now, I, I, I hope he doesn't, you know, yawn me for that either. Um, but recreation, I remember that you had your, because I remember it was one of the most organized uh, recreations of any camp that I'd been to, and I, I'd visited a couple different ones. And so, um, kind of tell me how, that is when you're doing student ministry and you get set up with a, a camp um, or you get set up with a big event, how does that transition from thinking of a normal like week-to-week basis student ministry into, you know, how am I going to, this one event, how am I going to make this stand out during the year, stand out during uh, the summer or if it's a big event during, you know, whatever, how am I going to make this really impact the kids? Because a lot of times they come, a lot of times you have kids come to these events that might not come regularly or something like that, so... Well, I think, Garrett, the, the key to it is, is, is a team. We've got a great Discipleship Ministries Council team, and we work together. We start, actually, we'll have our DM advance next week, but we start planning for camp uh, eight to ten months before it ever comes. And uh, we come with ideas, and we talk about this is what went well last year, this is what we're going to do this year. Um, and I try to... For what I do, I try to think ahead and say, you know, where are students at now? What kinds of things do they enjoy? What kinds of things would be a draw for these students? 
And then we throw out these ideas, and some of them stick to the wall, and some of them fall to the ground. And um, and there's some there's some volunteers, some volunteers who probably will never hear this podcast. Maybe they will. Uh, who show up every year to camp and they give their hearts and souls to work and uh, they listen to my crazy ideas and say, okay, <laughs> we'll try it. And, and they make it happen. And so um, I, think, I think the key in our recreation at Camp Day Spring is that we've got some really committed volunteers. We've got a strong team and they work together. And it, um, I think it shows the students um, it shows the students how much these adults care about their lives care about their lives that's that's awesome and you know the thing about it is uh it really does make it just seeing it firsthand uh it made a huge impact i still i still to this day every once in a while will have kids from camps you know from being a counselor at, at sure the day spring still you know contact me on facebook hey how's it going how are things going you know things like that's that that's cool man you know interesting <laughs> story i just i just found out the other day that one of my guys in one of the cabins uh he told me at this point he was like 12 13 years old he told me though he was a golfer and he said, I'm a golfer, and I'm going to go to college on golf, and I'm going to try to go to the pros and all this kind of stuff. Wow. And I, I you know, encouraged him and all that kind of stuff. And he loved camp, and camp affected him. He told me in the cabin, it's one of those moments where he said, man, this has really, really affected me. Like, I, this has really got me on the right track. Well, I found out recently that same student is in college now, and he's golfing. In college, he stuck with it all the way through, and he's golfing at a Methodist, I think, university. Mm-hmm. Um, but Christian University... And it was just cool to see how that development, you know, that, that you start when, when they're young. It's so important to get them integrated and keep, keep them interested, you know, and keep, do things like that that help encourage them to stay so mm-hmm. strong and stay committed and things like that. So. Well, we find that recreation, uh, and I say this at camp, you may have heard me say this at years, mm-hmm. that we, we have decided that recreation is just a drawing card. Mm-hmm. It's just, if for no other reason, it's, it's, it's a way of getting people on campus so that we can present them and get them in, into an encounter with Christ. That's the goal. And we believe that if we can do that, if we can just get them there, that God will do what only He can do. And He does it in the services. He does it in the cabin. He does it in the cafeteria. He does it as you're walking from the rock wall to the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, in conversations and in hugs and high fives and in uh, just a listening. Um, I think that's... I am grateful for those experiences. I, I think that I think it's one of the the most valuable things we can contribute to um, during the summer. And I, I'm a big proponent of camp, and especially Camp Day Spring. Camp Day Spring. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, have to, you have to you have to throw a little uh, little bias. Shameless in plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. All right. Well, now let me ask you this: talking on uh, student ministry as a whole, what have you noticed? Some of the trends, good or bad, have been mm. coming up here more recently that have either affected student ministry in a positive way or a negative way, it, or if you have some on both sides, things that have kind of stood out in your mind more recently that you just see, like some kind of trend with either the kids or with leadership, sure, something like that. Is there anything? Uh, it's interesting that you asked that question. I was checking my email and um, just before you came in, and I noticed, now I'm a subscriber to several different blogs and several different youth related uh, media online and I was I was reading through an, an email that it's a I guess they pushed the blog to us yeah, yeah. but uh, I was just kind of breezing through it and I noticed this curriculum that um, I think it I, I don't want to use the name of it because I don't want to mess anything <laughs> up but I noticed right, this right. curriculum that they're trying to push and it, I felt like it was so gimmicky it was it was trying to it was trying to capitalize on the success of social media right now, 
But I really felt like the curriculum really did not speak the truth of God's word in a way that's that's has depth and that has um has a life transforming power that it should have. I felt mm-hmm. like it was here. We're just going to throw in a social media reference in the title of the curriculum and try to get you to buy it. Right. And and to me that's uh, disingenuous. I, yeah. I feel like, and and that's that's really a judging the book by the cover, I suppose. But it feels like that that now curriculum is, is all about trying to have the, the best gimmick or the sharpest title or the the neatest inroad into someone's life. But I I hesitate. I feel like, and maybe I'm old-fashioned, I don't know, but I feel like God's Word speaks on its own. And if, if we will do the diligence of getting into it and, and speaking with truth and with love, that uh, the students respond. I think I think yeah. history demonstrates that people don't care about gimmicks in the final analysis when they're in the crisis of their life. They care about what is truth, and and what does God have to say to my situation right now? And that's not a cheap shot against this other curriculum, but it just it feels like people people don't think the truth of God's word can stand on its own. Yeah. They they need to have some cool little gimmicky title or cool little gimmicky photo to go with it to make it seem palatable. That's not. I'm not about that. I would much rather you say we're going to study the scriptures, and maybe you have a snarky title, maybe you have a neat little uh, whatever, but but don't try to draw me in. Don't manipulate me to think that oh, if I just get a curriculum based on Snapchat, perhaps I will, (laughs) perhaps I'll be more relevant. Yeah. You know. No, forget that. Just teach God's word. Just do it, and do it systematically. But just do it. But do it. Yeah. The, uh, now, I will, I'm going to go back to your question, and I'm going to say, positively speaking, I, I want to say that I see a trend that's developing um, where youth leaders are realizing more and more that you cannot accomplish what God has called only parents to accomplish. Yeah. Parents are the primary disciplers of their children. I am Nate's primary discipler, not whoever will be his youth leader you know, 10 years down the road. Yeah. That's not his primary leader. I am, and my wife Mandy is. We are his disciples. The <laughs> Ephesians 4.11 and following tells us that he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to do the work of the, to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. My job is to equip parents to disciple their children. That's, good, That's yeah. my job, is to equip them to do what it takes to help them know how to lead their kids into a relationship with Christ and then to walk that journey out. And I'm seeing that whether it's out of frustration or whether they finally caught in on that some of the some of the bigger organizations that you know propel youth ministry are saying, yeah, you've got to get parents involved. You've got to, to reshift your, your perspective, your trajectory into equipping parents and equipping adults to pour into students' lives because you get them for two hours a week. They have them for the other 140. Um, So that's a trend that I like. That's a trend that um, I feel like in the Discipleship Ministries Department at the general level all the way down that we're trying to to move that direction to begin to equip parents and to to network leaders to to pour into students' lives and realize that um, we've got to be intentional about the time that we do have. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's excellent. Well, and, and that's that's a lot. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, that's, you know, it's a lot, but it's a lot that we need to um, we need to pay attention to because y- there is this there is this idea for, first on the negative side where hey, let's just whatever we can produce quick and get it popular and you know get it out there and it'll become a big deal. Almost marketing 
marketing the word, but not really diving into the word. Yeah. And so I, you know, I've noticed that in a lot of ways too. This this more commercialization mm-hmm. of teaching, um, but then also on the reverse side, there needs to be more of an emphasis on what what you're talking about, which is having parents be the main disciples of their kids. And I I couldn't agree more with that. And I think that it's it's absolutely wonderful. And I think most people listening to this would agree it's absolutely wonderful to know that we have leaders in place Hmm. that have that mentality and that will do that for the kids because that is going to be you're right you youth pastors youth ministers uh directors they only get so much time with those children but it's the families it's Mm -hmm. the it's the mothers and the fathers uh the big sister the big brother whoever that uh grandma and grandpa you know that have that major influence sure for the majority of their time um now, do you feel like, let me ask you this, do you feel like uh, there are some things for the future of student ministry that are, excite you more than, uh, you know, m- more so than other things? Are there some th- the directions that you kind of have in your mind that you want to go that um, you've gotten really excited about here recently? Uh, almost c- kind of going along with the positivity of the of the uh, student movement, but so, some stuff that you've kind of gotten in your mind that you think, man, that would really be powerful. That's really going to be good. We need to we need to really go this direction with you know how we reach out or how we promote or I'd say in uh, for me I, I, I'm really excited about the the cultural makeup of this generation yeah um, if you'll notice it's really it's really popular to have a cause it's really popular to have this is the this is what I'm for or this is this is who I am and this is what I'm going to stand for. People are looking for a cause that's worth getting behind. And more and more, it's, it's popular to have a cause. And I think that gives us a tremendous opportunity uh, to capitalize on that, on that kind of cultural wave to say, hey, I've got a cause you could get behind. It's the cause of the, of the whole world dying with a, with a disease that only a few people have found the cure for. And we can share it, you know. It's a we have the cure for the, mo- the disease of modern humanity, mm-hmm. and this is what it is. Get behind this cause. Uh, and there's also this, uh, you know, we're we're more and more this postmodern deconstruction of truth, and everything is is kind of what you make it to be. Well, I, to me, that's exciting because we're we're falling away from this reason as being God. We're falling away from this place of. Uh, we're moving more towards the spiritual side, and people are searching for something, something that's bigger than they are, a story that's bigger than they are. Uh, they don't want to be the center of their universe. They want to know that their life has counted for something. Yeah. Um, and those are those are things that you kind of see playing out in culture. You see playing out in um, in the events that are happening in our world, and and that that can be a real. Motivator. Yes, we've found the cure for the disease of, of all humanity. We've found the the answer, and, and it's Christ. It's Jesus, and He will He will change your life and your circumstances. And um, and He has truth, and it's truth that that stands across generations and across time and across cultures. Um, to me, that's exciting. I, I like the idea of engaging culture at that level. Mm-hmm. And um, and pointing to Christ, so that's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Well, Stephen, I hate to do this, but we're we're actually out of time. Uh, but as, you know, we can see here. I, I could talk for hours on these subjects. I'm sure you, you could talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've already proven that I can. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
<laughs> Listen, I just want to say I really thank you for uh, sitting down and talking with us today. Um, I hope everybody uh, listening has gotten as much out of this as I have. I, I think they will um, because it always helps to hear the the thoughts and the ideas and the you know the motivations and things like that behind you know people that are out there doing it you know doing those things people that are getting started or people that are in it and maybe need some encouragement so I appreciate it. I know everyone else does as well and uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you thanks so much Garrett God bless you guys God bless you. Thank you for listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.